0: I mean, we we believe strongly just in the power of community to to help encourage people, um, to get people to take chances and risks or to think bigger and, and do things that maybe are outside of their comfort zone. Um, there's actually a book called Startup Communities, Um, that we we kind of prescribe to, and we we use this book as the the roadmap or kind of the playbook to building our startup community here.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesoming's podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech and entrepreneur community. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out this episode of the podcast. It's going to be really exciting because we are going to transition a little bit from not talking about just Kentucky founders and and Lexington, but we actually want to sit down and talk about what is coming out of Awesome Inc., what we're doing with our Lexington community, and then Kentucky as a state, as a greater whole. And so I wanted to sit down today with Brian Rainey. Don't know if you've met him before. He's He's a freak of an athlete. He's really good at soccer, turned down a couple offers from some pro teams to really start some software companies and do some cool things here in Kentucky. But he is the, the reason Awesome Inc exists. Him and a small group of friends had a vision, and that is what I want you guys as our community to learn about, to be inspired by, and hopefully start your own type of Awesome Inc if you feel compelled to. So Brian, thank you for joining us today. I know your time is very valuable. I feel blessed.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I appreciate you having me. So uh, yeah, to, to kind of explain what Gary was talking about. So it really kind of came down to me or Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and they picked me, but I decided not to play for the team because I wanted to do this instead. Uh, so they ended up having to settle for Ronaldo. They did.
1: And you also knew, I mean, humble bragging yourself, you knew what that lifestyle would entail. You didn't want yeah. to travel the world as I much didn't really and you want didn't that. want to have yeah, a cool was, haircut with a lot of product and you just wanted to say Yeah, I didn't really need that. your yeah, um, that's that's honestly. The, the shebang.
0: Yeah, this this has worked out much better for me anyways.
1: Well, speaking of it working out, Brian, this come this coming April that you know what this means. For Awesome Inc., we're having our 11th birthday and a really cool stat is 90% of small businesses fail within the first 5 years of business and of the remaining 10%, 90% of that remaining 10 fail within the first decade. So, we are that 1% Actually, I guess, yeah, we're that fraction that continues to surpass the 10 years. So I'm excited for us, for what you've built. And with that said, I would love to hear your elevator pitch of what Awesome Inc. is, or maybe a little bit longer, maybe two, three minutes about what Awesome Inc. is, what it does, and some of the vision you guys had coming up 11 years ago.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, first off, we feel very blessed and fortunate to, uh, to be where we're at today. Um, when we started Awesome Inc 11 years ago, uh, we really had no idea what yeah, what we were doing or what this would look like 11 years later. Um, so we yeah, we just feel blessed to have a great community around us and um, a great support team and there's there's a whole lot of people that deserve a ton of the credit um, for what the Lexington entrepreneurial community has, has turned into and, and the entire Kentucky entrepreneurial community as well. Um, so as far as kind of what Awesome Inc is, Awesome Inc is really, Kind of the answer to a gap or um, a problem that we identified when we were starting a different company uh, 13 years ago. So, Awesome Inc. is 11 years old. Another company we started called Apex Software is 13 years old. Um, In that company, we do custom software development for any type of company, really. We do apps, we do web apps, we do website development. But when we were starting that company 13 years ago here in Lexington, Kentucky, we identified a gap in the entrepreneurial community in that there weren't a ton of resources, there weren't a ton of people talking about entrepreneurship and supporting entrepreneurs. Um, So we kind of consider ourselves one of the lucky ones that uh, were able to start a company um, in that time period. Um, And because of the experience that we had and some of the, the gaps that we identified, we decided to start Awesome Inc to fill those gaps. Now Awesome Inc exists to help people pursue their definition of awesome, really whatever that is. The way that we do that is by building community around entrepreneurship and around technology. Um, so anything that has to do with the creation and the education of technology and entrepreneurship, um, that's what we wanna be about. So. We started this place to really build a community for entrepreneurs who are like-minded to come together. Um, we host events, we have a co-working space, we have technology training programs, and we have technology building programs. Um, but really the community part is is the the key to it all. Um, and I think a critical part of the community, Um, component is that there are a lot of successful entrepreneurs that are out there um, that have walked before us. um, And those are entrepreneurs that are in the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame now. Um, So we really looked up to those entrepreneurs as kind of the role models for how to do it. Um, We wanted to find a way to engage them into the community more. So that's that's why we started Awesome, Inc.
1: I love that. Brian, would you mind... You said this and my mind's stuck in this, but what are some of the the key elements that you found that were missing from when you were in your mid twenties wanting to start Apex and even before that, bookExchange.com? What were some of the, the gaps that you saw that exist in our community for people who were hungry like you and Luke and Nick to actually start a company?
0: Yeah, I think I think mainly what it boiled down to um, was entry points. So there weren't a lot of a lot of entry points. If you if you needed to find investment, it was like where do I go to do that? Or if you needed to find tech talent, where do you where do I look for that? Or if I need a mentor or just a a fellow entrepreneur to kind of bounce ideas off of? Where'd you go? Yeah, Yeah. where do I turn? Um, So we really created Awesome Inc. to be a lot of those entry points. Um, So we don't we have a very small fund that we invest out of called the Cherub Fund. um, But I would not consider us a a major player in the investment community, at least not today. Um, But we have a lot of connections to the major players in the investment community across the state of Kentucky. Um, So we're kind of an entry point for that. When it comes to mentorship, we have a program called the um, Fellowship Program. Um, And the Awesome Fellowship Program is a great entry point to get you all of the mentorship and all the resources that you might need um, to start your company. Uh, When it comes to finding fellow entrepreneurs, we, we host a ton of events, whether it's pitch contests like Five Across, Events like Startup Weekend, where you can actually go through the process of starting your company, um, or other networking events and mentoring sessions that we hold on a pretty regular basis. These are all just entry points for you to find other entrepreneurs and and other resources to help you grow your company and turn your idea into a successful company.
1: That's so cool. So back then, you were having trouble finding investors, going to try and find capital, like you just said, mentors and other entrepreneurs. What did you do then? Because we know what we're doing now. We know where the journey has come. What was it like when you literally had no one to turn to or you didn't know who to ask?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, for us, I mean, we had to, we just had to look a little harder. They're, they were there. It was just a matter of kind of finding them. So we were able to find mentors like Lee Todd, who was president of the university at the time. But um, the thing that we were most interested in was he had started multiple companies and sold one of them to IBM and one of them to Hughes Aircraft. Um, so we wanted to learn from people like Lee Todd, but we just had to dig a little deeper to find Lee Todd. Um, we were able to find some investors, um, like a few shout outs to people like Chris Young and uh, Jay Noblet there's some of the earlier kind of people that supported Awesome Inc Jim Gray actually was one of our very first supporters He was the vice mayor at the time then became the mayor of Lexington. Um, these are people that it just became a little bit harder it was just a little bit harder for us to get access to those people um, than we would have we would have liked it to have been. Um, so we we ran into a lot of the same problems that probably every entrepreneur has today, um, it just felt like there were more barriers or more steps to kind of get to the solutions to those problems.
1: Makes sense. So you mentioned it a second ago, you mentioned the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame. Again, can you give a quick recap as to why you guys want to start that and maybe what even some of the beginning journey looks like? Because we both know what it looks like, but I'd like for people to hear about some of the early struggles.
0: Absolutely. So the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame launched in 2010. So at that point, Awesome Inc. was one year old because we started in 2009. Um, And the idea behind the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame was really twofold. So we wanted to celebrate the success stories of the most accomplished entrepreneurs across the state of Kentucky. So these are people like Lee Todd, people like John Y. Brown, who helped grow KFC into the global global conglomerate that it is today. Um, people like Jim Host, who took host communications and started things like March Madness and turned that into a huge sports marketing firm. So these are the entrepreneurs that we looked up to, and we wanted to find a way to celebrate their successes and then also use those stories that came from those cele- the, the celebration of their success stories, turn those success stories into inspiration for younger generations of entrepreneurs. So twofold purpose, celebrate the success, but then inspire future generations of entrepreneurs to pursue similar ambitious endeavors as those that have come before them. And we were able to do this because um, we created an event called the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame Ceremony, um, and we were able to get some of those names that I just mentioned to accept their award in the first year um, and really kind of build the foundation of what the Hall of Fame is today. So the very first event looked very different than the event looks today. Yeah,
1: would you mind talking about that?
0: Yeah, so the very first event was here at Awesome Inc. And if you've ever been to our space, we've got, now we've got 15,000 square feet. At the time we had 5,000 square feet and we used about 1,500 of that 5,000 square feet for hosting events. Um, So that event was actually hosted right next door to where we're recording this right now um, in a pretty small room, there were less than a hundred people. I mean, arguably there were maybe less than 50 people there. You'd have to, you'd have to look at the pictures to find out. Um, but it was it was definitely a very kind of small and humble beginnings of the entrepreneur hall of fame compared to what it looks like today where there's 600 people showing up every year um and it, we partner with the kentucky chamber of commerce who their outstanding event production team is able to put on um just a production at another level so um and, it, and it's obviously at a different venue than it is uh, than it was in 2010 um so we've we've grown it i mean we're We're in our 10th year of the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame this year. Um, We've grown it quite a bit. And again, with the help of a lot of great partners and a lot of great entrepreneurs that are the inductees that just believed in the concept and believed in the future of Kentucky and wanted to kind of give back to these other entrepreneurs that were pursuing their ideas. And I I think that that's, that's something that is probably often... Um, not capitalized on enough is the fact that, hey, people who were where you are today, they really want to help you get to where they are. They want to help kind of bring you bring you up and, and lead you down that path. Um, so we're very thankful that the entrepreneurs in the Hall of Fame have been willing to step up and, and lead other future entrepreneurs down similar path.
1: Here at Awesome Week, we want things to work very cyclically with our different initiatives. And one of those is we want to see people who are inducted as emerging entrepreneurs Get into the hall of fame so can you real quickly describe what it was like for this year to see nate morris complete the cycle
0: so nate morris was inducted as an emerging entrepreneur in 2014 um, and his company rubicon global was one of the most emerging fastest growing companies uh, out of kentucky at the time um, so Fast forward five years to 2019 and Nate Morris now has a billion plus dollar company. Um, He's all over the world. He's got contracts with companies like Walmart and other huge retail um, outlets. So um, Nate Nate is the first example that we've had of somebody who has completed that cycle from the emerging class all the way into the inductee class. Um, So're I mean, we're super proud of, of Nate and everything that he's doing at, at Rubicon. Um, and we want to, yeah, we want to see that happen more often and kind of even like extending that cycle even more. I will feel like we have fully succeeded with what we set out to do at Awesome Inc when maybe an idea gets started, At startup weekend and it's just an idea and then we see that idea grow and maybe they pitch at something like five across the the pitch contest that we do every other month and then they continue to grow that idea and they apply to the fellowship program and are able to accelerate their company through the resources that we're able to provide with them and the mentorship that we give them through the fellowship program and then they get inducted into the emerging class, and then maybe they get investment from some of our partners like the Bluegrass Angels or Kinetic Ventures in Northern Kentucky, some of these other investment groups. And Dan Beldy with Airwing Ventures, um, see some of these investors investing in these entrepreneurs and then they grow even more and they make it to a Hall of Fame inductee. But all the way from like watching them just birth the idea to stand on the stage and accept their reward, their award as a Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Famer, that will be the day when we, I'm like, okay, this this worked. Like, we we, we took yeah. them through the whole entire cycle, so it was great to see like that cycle complete from emerging entrepreneur to Hall of Fame inductee. And I I want to see it like extend even further up the pipeline to yeah, startup weekend idea.
1: That would be incredible. So two things, if you're listening, if you haven't read our book, Unbrowled Spirit, that was a project that our team took on a handful of years ago to tell us some of the best wisdom and life advice from the men and women in the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame. It's a great read. Shoot me an email if you have interest. And then secondly, if you haven't been to a startup weekend and you have that jitterbug, you think of great ideas in the shower, would highly encourage you come November to check us out. So, Brian, a couple more questions because I know know you have much more important things to get onto next, and I'm I'm really excited for that. So why is the community so crucial for a healthy startup ecosystem?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we, we believe strongly just in the power of community to, to help encourage people, um, to get people to take chances and risks or to think bigger and, and do things that maybe are outside of their comfort zone. Um, there's actually a book called Startup Communities um, that we we kind of prescribe to, and we we use this book as the the roadmap or kind of the playbook to building our startup community here. Um, it's written by Brad Feld, who's founder of TechStars and a bunch of other companies, and it's just a great ecosystem resource. Uh, but but Startup Communities kind of talks about the different components that are necessary to build a successful ecosystem, um, and and in that book it talks about how entrepreneur-led communities are going to be the most successful. It talks about engaging the entire stack within the community. So there needs to be a place where everybody can kind of come and those entry points, I think, are kind of like what we were talking about earlier, um, finding ways to get into the community or into the parts of the community that really matter the most to them. Um, but one of the other parts of this book that they talk about is just that you have to have a long-term view. So you can't really build a startup ecosystem in a couple of years, um, and you can't do it in you know five years or even ten years. He talks about how it has to be a twenty-year journey that you're out to to really build this entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, so we just feel like yeah, community is is critical to anything. Whether you're you know starting a company or if you're just trying to get into shape, like it's way easier to get into shape if you have a gym membership because there's other people around you holding accountable, and you're just inspired by the fact that all right, all these other people are doing it. I can do it too. Same thing applies to entrepreneurship. If you build that community and you have other people around you, it's just going to make things easier for you. And when things do get tough, you're going to have people to turn to. And it's like, look, we've all been through like the ups and downs. Like we can, we can get through this. We can help you get through this.
1: What's the change you've seen over the last decade in terms of Kentucky, like the tech startup and entrepreneurial scene? I know you've hinted on a few of them being the entry points. What are maybe one, two, or even a handful of specific things that you've seen, wow, this has changed in the last decade. And I'm so, I'm so appreciative that it's changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say number one, just the amount of entrepreneurial activity that's going on in our community has increased significantly. Um, it used to kind of feel like you were walking through the Sahara Desert, trying to find like a cup of water. And that's what it was like to look for an entrepreneur in this uh, in yeah. this town. Um, but now, like you can you can turn a lot of different directions and see some entrepreneur activity, and that's that's really exciting to see. Um, and I think a lot of that has been has been spurred on by um, just an improvement in the investment community. So again, kind of shout out to what the Bluegrass Angels have done. So they've got a great leadership team there with um, Chris Young, Brian Luffman, David Goodnight. There's some that I'm sure I'm missing right now, but those those guys have done a great job of really turning. The Bluegrass Angels into a viable investment resource for um, for the state of Kentucky and even beyond state of Kentucky. I believe um, I think that um, other other groups in town, like I think KSTC, has done a great job with some of their investment funds, and I think that we'll start to see some some good results from from what they've done in the last decade. Um, and then the other part of it, you know, the investment side matters a lot, but there's the mentorship side and being able to be involved in like guiding these companies through some of the problems that they're gonna they're gonna face. Um, and I think that Kentucky has really stepped up on the mentorship side. Um, there's a lot of great mentors out there that um, have have been through a few rounds of starting a company and selling a company and growing a company. And I think that um, those those individuals being willing to give back. Um, whether they're in the Entrepreneur Hall of Fame and inductees like you know, Jim Host and Lee Todd, who um, have given back a lot to our community, um, or, or entrepreneurs that are um, still growing their companies, but further ahead than a lot of the entrepreneurs that are just getting started, um, they can be really valuable mentors and resources. So I'd say just entrepreneur activity, investment activity, and mentor activity are three things that we've seen a huge um, increase in a just improvement over the last decade.
1: I love it. Then Brian, last question. last uh, Actually, last two questions. We always have one that I want to save. Whenever we go on a retreat, whenever we have achieved something big around our work environment, you pulse aside for something we like to call the thing. Now, I can't give the secret away on here. So if you ever get to experience it, just know it's incredible. So I want I want you to kind of tap into your inner mindset. You're about to give a motivational speech. Why us? Why are we the ones who have been a part of the change for, for the last 11 years?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I would, I would just kind of flip that around and just be like, why not us or, or why not you? Whoever is listening right now, um, just get involved and start doing something. Like we didn't know, we didn't know the right way to build an ecosystem when we started Awesome Inc. And we did so many things the wrong way. Um, and, and it costs us time, it costs us money, it costs us other resources, um, but as long as you're okay with that failure and you're willing to get back up and try something else and learn from that failure, learn from those mistakes, um, you're going to figure it out. I, I can promise you that if, you, if you're smart enough to listen to this podcast, then you are going to be smart enough to figure out whatever it is that is going to be the obstacle that's in your way. Um, Whether that's building your own company, which is, by the way, a really important part of building the ecosystem. So if you're an entrepreneur right now and you're building a company, you're playing a critical part of building up the Kentucky entrepreneur ecosystem. And I want you to keep doing that. And I want to be your biggest fan, your biggest cheerleader and supporter in whatever ways that I can. Um, If you want to get involved and start help with the community building side and host events or mentor companies, um, or coach companies for pitch contests. Uh, we want, we want to find a way to kind of plug you in to do that. And there's great resources. There's a organization called startup Lex, and there's a guidebook that they've produced that can show you all the different ways that you can help out as being, um, and being a community builder. Um, but honestly, yeah, we all have, we all have a part to play and, the book startup communities kind of talks about the different roles that everybody has. Um, but I would just say, yeah, like why, why not us or why not you?
1: Last question. It's great. It's my favorite one. You've been around for quite some time. You've seen a lot of change. You've been a reason that there's been a lot of change. So thank you. What's, what's the one piece of advice. If you could go back and tell Brian Rainey starting BookExchange.com in college that would have, would have changed your journey for the better.
0: So the one piece of advice from this would be like two thousand and seven now two thousand and six starting book exchange. Tell Brian Rainey, um, man, that's a that's a that's a good question. I probably should should think about that more often than I do. Um, I think I would just tell my my younger version of myself um, to probably enjoy the journey more then worry about the outcome um, because you have a whole lot more control over how you go about that journey than you do in the long run with that outcome part. Um, And I think that I probably spent a good part of my early entrepreneurial days just worrying about, is this going to go exactly as planned? Is this going to go exactly how I want it to? Um, And the answer to those questions is usually no, it's not going to go how you planned it. Um, But if you're able to kind of just go with the flow and, and learn from learn from the mistakes that you're making along the way and just kind of enjoy that journey. Um, then you'll eventually get to the place that you you wanted to, to get to anyways, or maybe even a better place than where you wanted to to get to. And you just have to be you have to be flexible through that process. Um, so I think I would tell myself to probably uh, like ease up on my expectations of myself um, when it comes to outcomes and enjoy that journey and and figure figure it out as you go
1: well awesome there you go there you have it folks some wisdom from brian Reading himself (laughs) thanks brian you're welcome well that's it guys thank you so much for checking out this episode of awesomings podcast and another quick thank you to lee rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.